Today, leading blindness charity Sightsavers International welcomed the coming into force of the UN Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities, which takes effect from the 3rd of May 2008. And joining me on the line from Sightsavers International is Diane Mulligan. How are you today, Diane? Now, first of all, for any listeners who don't know, can you tell us what Sightsavers International do? I can indeed. Um, Sightsavers has been um, working in international development for over 50 years, and its primary aim is to really sort of combat blindness in developing countries um, and support people who are blind. Um, I mean, the statistics are quite staggering. 75% of blindness can be prevented or cured. Um, and Sightsavers kind of does what it says on the tin. Um, it saves people's sight where it can, and it supports people who are um, irreversibly blind um, in developing countries. Now, what actually does the UN Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities mean to Sightsavers? Well, for Sightsavers, it's a really important international treaty. Um, but for every single blind or visually impaired person on the ground who Sightsavers work with through its partner organizations, they may never hear of the UN Convention on the Rights of People with Disabilities. Mm -hmm. But what it is is a big overarching framework of legislation and policy, if you like, that can be implemented um, by governments at a national level. And the sort of impact it could have on the 650-odd million people who are disabled worldwide could be enormous. But they won't actually ever perhaps get to hear about the UN Convention. But what they will know is that their rights um, are actually realised at some point in the future. Now, for blind and partially sighted people, what effect will it have, uh, first of all, to people overseas? Well, to people overseas, for example, Sightsavers works. It's not operational, so we don't sort of fly in and, and cure people's blindness. Mm -hmm. What we do is work with local partner organisations. And they can be um, big partner organisations like um, Ministry of Education or the Ministry of Health. And they can be very small um, non-governmental organisations as well. So, for example, last year um, I was up in the northwest of India in a place called Jodhpur, which is right on the edge of the Thar Desert or the Great Indian Desert. And there there's a small organisation called Gravis. And this organisation is a kind of general development organisation that works with all sorts of different people from very um, low socioeconomic status, so very poor people. And part of their work um, is working on eye health and eye care. Mm -hmm. So we work with them specifically on that. And what the UN Convention would mean, um, in effect, because India have signed the UN Convention and they're implementing it through its ratification, what it means is that India will now have to bring in a whole new set of legislation around the rights of disabled people. And for blind and visually impaired people, say, living in that desert area of North India, it means that they will face less barriers and less discrimination. So hopefully those people um, will realise their kind of rights, that they have basic rights like access to health. So being able to go to an eye clinic that Sightsavers funds, for example, or being children who are blind or visually impaired being able to go to school and being supported with good quality education. Now, in that area of India, are, are sight problems a, a, a big problem? Yes, the, I mean, sight problems are a big problem across developing countries. Um, mo nine out of ten visually impaired or blind people live in developed countries, developing world. And that's because 
often they don't have the same sort of access that we do to healthcare, and they don't have the same um, access to the messages around preventing um, eye problems. Mm-hmm. So things like in an area, a desert area, you're not going to get a lot of water. So it's harder for people to keep their faces and their hands clean and to look after their eyes. And a lot of eye problems can um, come from poor health, poor primary health care, so Mm -hmm. not being able to get access to water. So the sort of blind and visually impaired people who are living in that desert area um, need to have um, a lot more provided for them in terms of um, looking after their their eye health, so having good access to water, but also um, a step up from that, being able to generate their own income, so being able to um, feed their families by earning enough money to do that. Um, but if, if, of course, if you're living on the edge of a, a very dusty desert, you're going to get a lot of dust in your eyes, you're going to get an increase in the sort of eye health problems that you and I perhaps wouldn't have living here in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and also they really need to um, wear more protective clothing to, to keep their faces from, from the very bright sunlight that they're exposed to every day. Now, you mentioned uh, the UK there. What does this UN convention have to do with the UK itself? Well, it's interesting because the number of countries that have so far signed the um, UN convention, I think it's 24 worldwide, the UK hasn't yet signed, and nor has other power, very powerful countries like um, the United States um, and China, for example. They haven't signed the UN Convention. And there's a reason for this, um, I believe, in the UK, because uh, apart from my role at Sightsavers International, I also work um, as a member of the Disability Committee for the Equality and Human Rights Commission here in the UK. Mm-hmm. And we've had a long history of human rights in the UK, dating right back to the Magna Carta, And if you like, we have a patchwork of different bits of equality legislation and human rights legislation that's been built up over a number of years. So part of the job of the UK government, if you like, is unpicking that big patchwork of different pieces of legislation and finding out where we might comply and where we might not comply with the UN Convention. So... In the UK, we're on the Sightsavers website itself. We have a petition where we're urging the UK to ratify the mm-hmm. UN Convention as soon as possible. Uh, how um, can how can people sign this petition? Well, they can go directly to the Sightsavers website, which is www.sightsavers.org, and on the front page you'll see information about the UN Convention there, and they can uh, click and open that window and sign the online petition at 10 Downing Street directly. So that website's www.sitesavers.org. That's right. Diane Mulligan from Sitesavers International, thank you very much for joining us today on the Afternoon Edition. It's a pleasure. Thanks very much. Bye-bye for now.